Welcome to the Dynamic 365 Six Figure SEO Podcast, where we interview top SEO experts to reveal how they are crushing online search, making a lot of money, and living the life of their dreams. And now, broadcasting live from beautiful San Diego, California, here's your host, Big into fitness, a, a diehard basketball, basketball fan, and an all-around cool dude, Dino Gomez. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dino Gomez here, and welcome to another episode of the Dynamic 365 Six Figure SEO Podcast, where we sit down and interview top SEO experts from around the world, get into their business, figure out how they got started, how they're signing clients, and then most importantly, how they're scaling their business to six and seven figures, uh, sometimes even more. Now, in today's episode, we have a really, really awesome guest with us today. Uh, today, we're sitting down with Ryan Stewart. And Ryan runs the web marketing company, uh, Webris.org. Did I say that right? You got it. I did. He runs uh, Webris.org as well as a personal SEO blog, uh, RyanWasHere.com. So, Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for uh, taking your time out of your day and sitting down with us. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. Definitely. So, uh, so yeah, Ryan, we'll go ahead like we do in every episode of uh, the Six Figure SEO Podcast. We always like to start back at the beginning, uh, give our listeners a little bit of background info, and, and everybody always wants to know, how did you end up doing this wild thing called SEO? <laughs> yeah, so, so I got my start in digital marketing. I've been doing it now for about eight years. Um, I got my start with a consul- consulting company called Deloitte. Um, where I was doing a lot of database type marketing, uh, a lot of analytics, uh, big data, and then I was in consulting for about six years. And just through that process of, you know, web analytics driven type marketing and big data type marketing, I started getting more into SEO just because that was kind of how the nature of the business was. I mean, we were working on a lot of strategic type initiatives for, for some pretty large clients and SEO was a pretty large part of it. But uh, a lot of the SEO that I do now for for my smaller clients is more the type of shit that I've learned online, you know, from from forums and and, and chats and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I have that corporate SEO background. That's kind of how I got into it. But I, I started getting really into it a little bit more when I dove into the world of you know gray hat, black hat type SEO, um, which is where I really started to to kind of to balance out the yin and the yang what I was learning on the corporate side. So that's how I got into it. Great, great. Well, you're starting at Deloitte. That's a great company to start out with. And uh, and so far on the show, we actually haven't had anybody who's really had the corporate background first before starting their own, you know, SEO consulting business. So it'll be awesome to talk to you a little bit about that and kind of get your feedback on how that yeah. sets you up or, or helped you out and, and so forth. And maybe that kind of leads right into the next question we have is, all right, so you're working, you know, essentially at nine to five, you're, you're working for a larger agency doing big data marketing and so forth. And then all of a sudden the day comes when you're like, all right, you know, I'm ready to do this on my own. I mean, what, what was that like? What really led you to deciding that you were going to take off and, and do this on your own? So when you're working as a consultant for, for a company like Deloitte, you have contractors that, that you hire to do specific type jobs. Like we hired a, you know, like a PPC expert that we didn't have in-house at Deloitte. Um, on subcontracts and just being part of the operational organization, you see what they're making. I mean, my rate as a consultant was, was outrageous. I mean, Deloitte charges like 500 an hour for, you know, a 23 year old kid. It's crazy. So, and then they, you see what they're paying these subcontractors like $120 an hour 
um, to do like the same type of work. So I just leveraged my relationships within Deloitte and I didn't necessarily quit Deloitte, but I just set up uh, an LLC around myself and uh, I just sourced, you know, my buddy that was working the contracting outside Deloitte sourced one of their contracts directly to me. Um, so I just became a contractor um, and, you know, like triple my salary overnight just by doing that. So um, from there, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work maintaining those relationships because most of those contracts are only three to six months. And, uh, you know, so you feel the highs and lows, you're making a lot more money, but you're also, uh, you know, you fall off that cliff because once that contract is up, you got to find the next one. Um, so it was, it became a little more of a hustle, but once you kind of build up that network of, of people that, that trust you to do good work, um, you can kind of just line up contracts in advance. So I got into the contracting and then from there, I realized that there was a big market for, for our type of skills. I mean, just web marketing in general, it's, it's crazy. We take it for granted how much that we know, but you know, you talk to some of your buddies that are starting businesses and, and they're like, yeah, I'm the market on social media, like start a Facebook page. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> can't run a business like that, man. So, you know, I started helping out some of my friends and realized that there was a market for, for that, you know, big, uh, consulting type of skill, um, with small businesses, but, uh, you know, the biggest need was SEO. So I started just, you know, diving into SEO and learning as much as I could. Um, and that's how I started taking on smaller clients too. Awesome. So yeah, it was kind of, like you said, you're, you're at Deloitte, you're doing some consulting, you got together with your buddy, you saw potential to, um, kind of work with some new clients on the side of your day job and sign some good contracts there. And then you kind of got, got this network going and, and then all of a sudden the day came where you're like, okay, jumping ships, doing my own business. I have enough network. I know yeah. enough people in the industry where I have, would have enough work and enough of a, a income to switch over. And that's, that's the safest, smartest transition you yeah. can make. You can always go back to, I mean, if, if, uh, that's something that I realize is that, um, you know, as long as you keep those relationships open, you know, you can always go back, but it's taking that first jump in, in, in quitting your job. And, you know, I, it, people always ask me, uh, about, you know, how to like work from home and quit your job. And a lot of the shit that I read online is like, just quit your job and do it. Don't do that. It's, it's not the smart way to do it. I mean, you have 24 hours in a day, you know, and if you have to spend eight hours at your day job that you hate, that you're trying to quit, you know, suck it up and do it and use the rest of the time to, to build the skills and your knowledge and, and do the work on the side to build up your side business until you make it enough money to quit your job. Don't just, don't just dive in. It's not a smart way to do it. <laughs> right. Very, yeah, exactly. That's very strategically the, the way to do it. I, I actually um, was working at a marketing agency for eight months and it was exactly like you said, lined up side clients. Once you have enough yeah. income on the side, it's a much easier transition and takes all that stress away and everything else that would make it unenjoyable for the, for the start. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that's the big question. Everybody's always like, how do you sign your first client? So you were using previous relationships. That's awesome. You got together with a buddy, boom, you got the, you got the ball rolling and um, dove into SEO and stuff. And so, so yeah, the, so then the kind of like the next question we would have, and, and you've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but at Dynamic 365, we, there's so many different types of SEO and so many different types of SEO experts. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the local SEO, affiliate SEO, national, international SEO. You have some people who their entire business strategy is let's sign a bunch of small local businesses at $500 a month. Let's sign 30 of them. And they're kind of wheeling and dealing, churning and burning strategy. And then 
you yourself, you're talking like you have some much, much larger consulting type SEO contracts. So would you consider yourself, you know, if put yourself in a category, a corporate SEO and inbound SEO expert, or it almost sounds like you kind of have a, a you know, to, going. Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't consider myself an SEO because, um, so there's actually a contract, the, the, the large agency that I'm working with right now, there's a contract for the director of SEO for the Southeast region. And they, they offered it to me, but I didn't feel like I was, I was capable of doing that job. And it's not something that I want to do. I mean, I consider myself more of an all-around marketer. I mean, to me, you can't just be an SEO. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great skill to have, but you have to be doing more, especially if you want to keep these clients long-term. I mean, shit, it, you can rank a, a, a local client in two days. I mean, it's really easy to do, but then what, how do you keep them along for, for 12 more months? I mean, you have to be doing other stuff. So so understanding other aspects of marketing and not just like EPC, but I'm talking about like remarketing and video marketing and content marketing and social media marketing, understanding how all these pieces fit into the puzzle. And especially with analytics, I mean, if I could tell you to learn one skill, it's analytics. By far, if you want to start working with bigger clients, you have to be data driven. You have to, you know, SEO is a lot of theory and it's a lot of, a lot of guesswork, but the data doesn't lie. And if you want to start working with, with big clients and, and taking on more responsibility, you have to be data driven and you have to know the technical side of it as well. I mean, JavaScript, some HTML, I mean, it's learn that before you learn SEO, if you want my um, advice. <laughs> so, no, yeah, that's, that's what we want. That's what we're here for. We want your advice and the, the knowledge nuggets and everything. So, all right. So yeah, learn some coding first. And, and be data-driven. So, I mean, you're kind of self-describing yourself as as, um, as what we call just straight-up lead gen expert. I mean, you're going to drive leads to the client, and then you're going to use analytics to back up the fact your business. Whatever the goals of the client may be, for the you know for most local businesses, it's going to be leads. But for a lot of bigger clients, it's, it's not so much leads. It's uh, it's a little bit more ambiguous on that. It's, it's engagement, and it's... Um, just traffic. I mean, I'm working with this one website now. They do about uh, 100 million visits a year, and they don't sell anything. You know, they're just they're an online publisher. They just they just publish it and they make money off ad revenue and you know partner engagements and stuff like that. So it's not so much about leads, but it's understanding it's understanding the funnel and understanding how your spending affects different parts of the funnel and where to you know input different marketing channels to drive the most the most output where it's not always leads, but you know, for local clients, for sure, which is the majority of what I do for my side consulting is local clients. It's yeah, it's leads. So again, SEO is the most powerful thing, but you know, there's only so many people searching for, uh, you know, like Miami bakeries every month. Right. So you have to find other ways to make yourself valuable and keep yourself on board. So, um, and analytics is by far the most important thing in my mind. Definitely. And you know what, to be honest, we haven't had too many uh, SEOs on the show yet really talk about the importance of analytics. So this is, this is cool getting into the, the big data talk with you about it. Cause, uh, cause sometimes you, you miss a little bit, you know, some people, you miss part of the, the total equation here. It's, you know, it's not all about, you know, first page rankings that that's a portion of it, but client retention, analytics, uh, things of this nature that you're touching on is, is uh, equally and crucially important, as you're saying, and even more important for the for the bigger clients here. And so, okay, so so with your business, so you, you have 
you, you know, you have some bigger clients you're consulting with, you have some smaller local clients you were saying, uh, what's your business model like? Cause you know, I, we, I checked out Weberist.org and stuff and, and I'm excited to talk to you about how you've been published in, in search engine land and, and uh, Buzzfeed yeah. and all the, the major sites there, but your business model itself do you subcontract as well? Do you have team members? Do you have employees, virtual assistants? How are you scaling your business? Essentially, is is what right. I'm always most you know very interested in. So, so that's really my net up um, right now uh, with Webris. What what my goal with Webris is is it generates about uh, probably like fifty leads a month um, just from I have you know every single capture form that you can imagine on that site and it's all again it's it's analytically driven right and it's technologically set up perfectly for for the type of form that i want i sell all those leads um i might take on one or two choice clients if i see a lead that comes in for a local business that i know is going to be easy then i'll take them on as a client but for the most part i'm selling those leads right now to uh to look to another seo agency what i do with that site is more for for personal branding to publish content, like we you said before, you know, do you have anything that you don't want me to ask about in terms of sharing your secrets? And to me, I go out of my way to share my secrets because if you, you know, I am my own business, right? I mean, when when a client comes and reads my blog and sees the type of stuff that I'm writing, they know that I know my shit. And that's how I got published on those those other websites. Like Kissmetrics is was the first one I got published on. Um, and it's one of the top marketing blogs in the world and the shit that they publish on there it's it's the same type of thing i mean they crowdsource content from some of the best marketers in the world who want to get published on there because the audience is so big and because it's a branding tool if you're published on that website it, like you said it, it commands a certain type of respect um getting published on that was difficult because uh i had to write a five thousand word article that was unbelievable about instagram marketing but uh you know it's worth it and i didn't get paid for it i got a tremendous backlink from it but I got a lot of recognition from people emailing me telling me that the article was great and stuff like that. But to me, what I'm doing with Webris, you know, eventually I want to scale it to my own agency and, and take on as many clients as possible. But for right now, I'm using it as a branding tool. I'm using it as um, a way to build my own email list. I mean, I get uh, probably my email list is probably around 2000 right now, but I just started building it about two months ago. But all those, the emails that I get are from content marketing It's from <clears throat> pushing my blog through a number of social media groups. I know you see me posting it. Um, that's, you know, why we're having this conversation right now because I'm showing you <laughs> and stuff my stuff. So, um, so yeah, so I built that email list without spending a dollar on lead gens. And those, they, the open rate on that list is like 75% because those people are truly interested in what I have to say. So I'm using it as a branding tool um, and to get, my face, my voice um, out there as much as possible because, you know, ultimately I would like to 10 years from now, five years from now, be like a new outside person, right? Where you say his name, people know who he is because he's a kick-ass marketer. And the way that he did that was by, I mean, you look at all of the sites, you look at Quicksprout, you look at Kissmetrics, you look at Crazy, they're all software companies that do 10 plus million a year, but they're driven off content marketing. I mean, they're driven off SEO because they have the most unbelievable content on that website and people subscribe to it. And that's how he does it. And he's, he's been very successful with it. So ultimately that's where I want that site to go scaling it. Um, I have a developer on staff. He's in Romania that I use for 
a lot of stuff because I have a couple websites on the side that I do, um, not type affiliate, but, but similar. And I have, uh, I have a, a VA who I use for a lot of work that I don't want to do, but for the rest of the mo- uh, matter, I do it all myself. You know, I work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a couple, couple of things come to mind immediately. There's three things that are probably going to happen now. One, Every, you're, you know, everybody's going to flood you for those SEO leads that you say that you're selling uh, to another yeah. SEO firm. So <laughs> you to look out for that. Uh, two people are going to be like, all right, what are the, what are these Facebook groups that uh, you guys are secretly in where you, where you post, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Uh, and third, what is, what is going on with Romania? Everybody I talked to recently, whether it's an actual agency or not, it seems to be trending with the spot to pick up the new um, developers. It's yeah. So I have a I have a dude in India that I use for a lot of the analytics stuff. Like I said, I I can I can code some JavaScript, but I I choose that source because they can do it a lot faster. So like when I analytics for every client that I do, I do a custom analytics implementation. Google Tag Manager. I set up remarketing Facebook, uh, remarketing uh, Google Display, remarketing YouTube because I like to use search traffic as top of the funnel type traffic, and then I'll remarket testimonial videos on Facebook, on YouTube. It's very, very, very powerful shit. Uh, so I'll have them do custom analytics implementations to get all that JavaScript custom coded with the right goals, the right events, because, you know, if, like I said, if you want to keep a client long-term, they need to, they need to see value. And you can't just be like, look at like your traffic is going, like your ranking on that page because they're going to be like, oh, give a shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's I use like dude in India for for the uh, the JavaScript stuff for analytics, but the dude in Romania, he does unbelievable work for really cheap, man. I mean, he set up the the forms on my site. Um, I have these uh, uh, a header form and a footer form. That's uh, input your email and uh, URL for a free SEO report, and I just it pulls through the API from uh, my site auditor.com where it runs this like really good SEO report. Um, and he set up this, he set up a form where it pulls the API through and it doesn't ever show, like, it doesn't have to redirect them ever. It just pulls it through and, um, you know, it registers the lead, it registers the, the goal and analytics. And, and then it runs the report all without leaving the page, which is huge. Uh, he did it all for 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, yeah. that, that's the trick there. Because, I mean, for a while it was everybody was going Philippines, everybody was going India, but... More and more recently, I've been hearing Romania. So yeah, I mean, I think they speak a little bit better English. Their hours are a little bit better, and uh, their his costs a little bit more. But they do. He does. I can't speak for everyone in Romania, but this dude does unbelievable work. I found him on Elance, um, and I've been using him for a little bit over a year now. For every everything that I do dev wise, I use him. The dude is unbelievable. I mean, he builds apps, um, everything. Anything I need him to do, he'll do it. He does it at a very reasonable cost. So yeah, Romania is the way to go. <laughs> Romania is the way to go. I'm gonna have to check that out because I'm getting ready to hire another VA myself. So I haven't. Uh, I always do Philippines. So Romania, well, that's the thing. So check that so, out. So for a VA, yeah, my VA is is in um, the Philippines. My VA is in the Philippines. But for like a web, a true web developer, you know, this dude's not gonna sit there and like build citations for me <laughs> for three bucks yeah. an hour. But for any dev work, the uh, Romania is the way to go. But it's funny as you as you get in this business, you realize like where to look for you know VAs and devs and designers. Like I would never hire a designer from India because they're just not good designers. They're pretty good developers <laughs> and languages, but their design taste is a little bit different. So that's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's interesting there. And, and that was it. It's cool that you pulled them off, Elance. It seems you know talking to a lot of people and 
um, you know, those people who haven't got into hiring their first VA yet, they're always curious, where do you find them? How do you trust them? Are you comfortable getting yeah. them login information and everything like that? I, you just don't hear any disaster stories. So, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trustworthy even with my client sites. I don't know why, but it's cause somebody asked me that same question. And I was like, you know, that thought never crossed my mind, but I think Elance has, um, a little bit more credibility. Fiverr out, yeah, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't give any cPanel login information to somebody off Fiverr, but Elance is pretty good. You know, all the conversations are recorded with Elance, and they're, that's how they make their money, so I don't think they're really trying to fuck anybody over. Right, right. It would, uh, it would ruin that individual's profile for work anyway. So everybody's, <laughs> everybody's watching their own brand and stuff, so yeah, exactly. ends up working out. Okay, so you have all these leads coming into your site, and you're, you're bringing traffic to your site through content marketing, which we haven't heard much of. you got the Neil Patel strategy going on here, and, and you yeah. actually um, mentioned that you, you want to grow a business similar to her, his, and it seems like you're already on your way. You're probably going to be there quicker than than you think. So yeah, and, and then you touched on how you, you're, the content marketing yeah, is what's bringing you new clients and stuff. So one of the things we like to do on this on this show actually is is talk about uh, you know what recommendations would you have for somebody who is thinking about getting into this industry? Because a lot of people want to listen into the show and they're thinking about diving into SEO. I mean, if you were restarting, what would you say? Who would you recommend they learn from? Uh, that's a great question, man. Um, so in terms of like the gurus, who would I look at? I like, you know, some, I learned a lot from Becker, Alex Becker, to be honest with you. I learned a lot from him. I think, uh, you know, a little bit lately, I think he's got a little bit money crazy, but like, you know, a year ago when he was still kind of coming up, he was pushing out great content. Again, like people, it's funny because a lot of uh, SEOs like in that, in that PBM week group or whatever that we're in, I posted something about like, uh, about content and everyone's like, Oh, like you moth and like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, content marketing. Ooh. And I was like, all right, buddy, like my bad, you know, but you know, I, I, I see, I see both sides. I, I see the need for black hat because black SEOs are what expose, you know, the ranking algorithm, right? I mean, they know what works. So I think you have to be really in touch with black hat so I wouldn't call Becker black hat, but you know, in terms of like his great hat strategy, in terms of his linking strategy, I think he's, he, he was one of the best, um, you know, Bruce clay in terms of, you know, like traditional SEO is, is great. Moz is okay. Uh, like you, I, I think I, I do agree. I think it's a little bit too, uh, it's a little bit too white hat, but I think Neil Patel is really, really, really good. Um, I think he's probably one of the best SEOs on the planet, to be honest with you. But then again, like, I read a lot more about analytics, to be honest with you. I learn a lot about SEO from these from these these groups and chats that I get notifications on. I think it's very entertaining to read. Definitely <laughs> entertaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely entertaining. You get a lot of bullshit theory in there, but some of it's true, some of it's not. But, I mean, you got to test. If you really want to be an SEO, you have to have your own sites. You have to test. Uh, you have to be willing to spend some money. But if I recommend one person to read, it's this dude, Avinash Kauschnick. He's a... Uh, analytics dude. Um, he's a Google evangelist. His blog, if you want to learn about analytics, it's uh, the best blog on the, on the internet by far. But if you're beginning SEO, I would say, uh, I don't even know, man, because I haven't really been in touch with any gurus lately. Like I said, Becker was really the last one that I, would, I was on his list, but I just unsubscribed because he's just butt fucking me with offers right now. It's, <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> um, you know, he used to, and that's the thing, like, Becker got to where he is from great content. Like he would post video content that was giving away everything, right? I mean, he didn't hold back and he built a list. 
it's kind of ironic that he he's a gray hat SEO, but he built a list and he is where he is using white hat tactics by providing just unbelievable content that was literally telling you how to rank at this very moment. And he wasn't trying to sell you anything. And that's how he built his list. And that's why he's making, you know, two plus million dollars right now off of that list. So he was great. Um, but Patel is great. Uh, all Patel's blogs are good. But honestly, just, just get out there and test, man. I mean, the only way to really find out what works is to do it yourself because a lot of people out there are full of shit and just trying to sell you something. So just do it on your own, figure it out. Do it on your own, you know, build your own blog, get your own website, get into WordPress. Like you yeah, said, learn WordPress, learn coding, WordPress. follow yeah. Neil Patel. He's a straight shooter and uh, he does it all. Becker as well. You got it. Like you said, you got to know both sides of the game. Becker does the gray hat and um, PBN stuff. And, you know, he is one of, he's definitely one of the best at it. And I, I, I love Becker. He's hilarious. I okay. think he's great. I think he's I great. A lot of people hate on him, but I think he's great. And I, I'll tell you what, people, people shit on him, but they're just hating, man. Like you can't hate on success. Like say what you want about Moz, but like it's a fucking $50 million company. <laughs> it's the yeah. leading SEO company in the world. You know what I mean? So, and they're there for a reason. And Becker too, like, hate on him all you want, but the dude is killing it right now. And he's very good at what he does. Like you call him not a good SEO. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's still making more money than you. So he doesn't care. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So those are, yeah, those are definitely two guys to, to follow if, if you're just getting started and stuff. And, and so yeah, Brian, so, so with webris.com, like you said, you have a couple, um, you know, maybe buddies, uh, web designers and stuff that you have work on other projects and stuff with you. But everybody always wants to know, too, like when you're, you know, as far as your business model. So we have some people that go the agency route and they actually, you know, go ahead. They grab an office building. They have staff that come in, uh, they, you know, that they watch over and manage. Yeah. You have other people with these remote business models where everybody's freelancing and stuff. I mean, um, how does your actual structure, I would say, of, of your of your SEO company, how is that built? Yeah. So, so it's... Uh, like I said, I make 75% of my yearly money off of consulting with big companies. Um, they pay the best, you know, they pay me by the hour, but they pay very well. Um, that takes the majority of my time. I don't, you know, I, I, I give that the majority of, of my, of my effort too. So, um, the rest, the other 25% is local clients. It's, um, it's, you know, friends and family that I'm helping out that just kind of have me on retainer to do general web marketing for them. But I, you know, it, I guess I'm my own brand. You know, I'm, I'm definitely like the freelancer out right now. I'd like to have my, you know, my ultimate goal is to have an agency, not necessarily an SEO agency, but a, an overall web marketing agency like a, a Digitas or a, a Safety Nitro that I'm working for now. So that's my ultimate goal. But it's, man, it's a pain in the ass. Like I've, I, I, about a year ago, I had... Uh, a staff of about three people locally and you know like the cost that 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 ride up you know you could be a million dollar agency but man there's so many costs that go into it it, it, it comes out of your pocket quick i'm making more now just on my own as a consultant than i was you know with a almost seven figure agency so right now i'm a freelancer eventually i would like to get back in the agency route but you know i again i'd I'm kind of still a student of the game. I want to learn as much as possible about everything, you know, SEO, paid advertising, um, you know, UX, UI, all that type of stuff, because it plays, it plays a big role. You know, local clients are great. They're easy to rank, but it's small fish. You know, I'd rather have a, a $3 million contract with a bigger company, you know, that doing everything for them 
uh, than a $500 a month client, but someday. You know, and the smaller clients, they bug you more too. you know it's just the worst they are the worst you know the bigger clients are are focusing on bigger stuff they you know they check in less often as long as you get the job done you have analytics back it up and you know they're on to the next project and so forth i was actually just having this conversation with somebody so it's it's really a funny system there how that how that works out but more work for the smaller client but um uh, nonetheless setting expectations actually if, if you don't mind we chat about that for a moment yeah yeah, um, yeah how do you how do you go about setting expectations so we've heard different strategies where some people say you know we, we, we have an hour to communicate each month over a set phone call it's going to yeah. be different with cons- with your consulting situation but do you yeah, have any I, thoughts on on uh, that just that your time is i've found that oh, even yeah. if you're doing a bad job in terms of SEO, if you are, if you answer their calls when they call, you know, this is just client management. They're going to, they're at least going to keep you on, you know, if you're just responsive. So I, I try and make client responsiveness my, my number one goal with them because, you know, let's be honest, most of the time, especially with local clients, you could go an entire month without doing anything. <laughs> and it's difficult to come up with tasks that you've done for them. So, uh, you know, I, I try and build my contracts for the small businesses. I charge a monthly fee, you know, I'll usually do like between 500,000 a month, depending on the competition. But, you know, uh, I try and build in, you know, hourly tasks to that. Um, and I'll send them, you know, monthly status, monthly reports with, you know, ranking updates, analytics reports that I've, that I've set up for them. And I'll have a monthly call with them to, to cover everything and just, you know, cover the questions. And, and that seems to keep them very happy, but I'm also very honest with them. Uh, I just signed a new client yesterday. Uh, they have six locations. They have six, their local business with six locations and they want to rank for all of them. And yeah, setting expectations is huge because some of these people come in and expect it to be like PPC where they're, you know, tomorrow they're going to start making more money. So, you know, setting expectations in terms of the process. So the proposal that I send over is very, very, very in-depth. It covers everything under the moon just to, to make it seem like, you know, we're doing a, a huge thing. Um, and especially with some of these bigger websites, you know, the, the technical aspect is, is, is very important. You know, I, when I, first started taking on clients, it was all about building links. Um, but I found that uh, doing the technical things right and donning your T's and crossing your eyes, especially in WordPress, it's really easy to do. Um, but doing that stuff, um, I don't know. And then usually I'll actually charge extra for, for links. I'll usually hit with a fee on top of that for, for like monthly link building costs and stuff like that. So I'll just buy most of them. <laughs> Interesting. So you do charge extra for, for link billing. You kind of say this is what the SEO on site, you know, registering your business with Google, doing um, all yeah, that type and of thing, and you say link billing is additional. I tell them straight up to most of the time they're PBN links. You know, I'm going to do my best to do outreach, but it's just not fe- like you're not paying me enough to do link outreach. Like if, if somebody's, if I'm, if I'm doing corporate SEO, so like the, 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 when I did corporate SEO and the SEO that I do with the, major websites um it's a lot less about links it's more about link cleaning uh and link management and so much more about technical seo i mean code bloat and page speed and internal link structures taxonomies i mean semantic stuff i mean all that stuff is 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 much more important um but with local clients i mean like you have to buy links like uh, like nobody wants the link 
to like a freaking like a, a foot doctor's website. It's just not gonna happen. So I tell them straight up, like I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, wait, to be, be honest, do you, do you have a foot doctor client? That was out of left field right there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the foot yeah, doctor I do, client. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was on my mind. Uh, and I actually just had this conversation with him today because, um, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, he's not really paying me. He's paying the minimum. He's paying 500 And I told him, you know, um, you know, for the, uh, if you want links, like you're going to have to pay me for him. And this is where I'm going to get him from. Like I have, I have a PBN of about 30 um, nothing too crazy. I stopped building it about six months ago just because I found that the time that I was putting in to build it wasn't worth the wasn't worth the, what I was getting out on the back end. It's a lot easier to just buy links from people in those groups. I mean, it's easy to find. So um, it's great to have a PBN, but they are costly and shit. You spend a lot of time like looking for domains, setting them up. Um, it's it's a very costly endeavor. They're they're effective, but. Um, you know, I just prefer to use other people's now, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll just charge them extra for links mostly every month. It's always interesting to talk to, you know, listen to everybody's, uh, selling techniques when it comes to SEO services I agree. and, and, I agree. and things that they do size of the contract. You hear people say, Oh, contract is three pages and bare minimum. So it's not overwhelming. You're other people that swear by get as detailed as possible expectations, everything. There's no, yeah. there's no right or wrong, but it's always interesting it's to hear not. how, how There's different everybody does it there. Yeah, everyone has a different way to do it. Um, there is a wrong way to do it. Don't get me wrong. I used to work with this kid who did it the wrong way. Um, bad client management. I mean, just like like I said, I mean, if you're there, just pick up the phone when they call. Like, even if you do something bad, you know, especially like get their website slapped, like, be mad about it. You know, pick up the phone, talk to them. I like to kill them with detail myself because, you know, I think when you get in too much detail, people are like, oh, wow, like, I actually don't already involved in this like go ahead and do it and i found that just being as honest with people as possible some some seos i agree some seos and teach their own there's no right or wrong way to do it some seos will be like you know like we're we're building links we shouldn't tell them about it like and they'll tell them that they're building like white hat links you know you can do that that's cool i've done that too but i've just found that you know i guess i'm in a position where i don't necessarily need to take them on as a client so i'm just kind of like you know, if you want to work with me, this is how I do it. Um, and to be honest with you, I've, I, I have closed every single time I talk to when I've talked to them that way, as opposed to before when they, you know, you know, I just tell them how it is. And if they want to work with me, then that's how I do it. If not, then, you know, it's fine too. So that, that's, that's a great piece of advice right there. We haven't, we haven't heard that. So yeah, people wonder, okay, if I am using PBN, should I let our clients know? Should I inform Absolutely. them? Absolutely. I mean, Think about yeah. it. I mean, if you, just, if you just tell them, like, honestly, like, who the fuck would want to rank to, like, especially, like, to the home, like, and let, I, I, like, yes, link outreach. If you, if you did your research, you could find some very niche sites that would link to, uh, you know, a, like, you know, some directory. Yeah, some stuff like, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, like, it, you're not paying enough. You know, $500 a month is not enough for me. That's going to take me, like, a good probably 20 to 30 hours of work to do that, to score like one link, it's not worth it. And, um, you know, a couple of PBN links is all that they really need. It's not going to hurt their site, especially if the PBN is, is well put together. I mean, um, you know, the, the worst thing that happens now, you're not going to get de-indexed for PBN sites. The PBN will get de-indexed and the link just won't count for anything. So, you know, that, that's about it. That was, that was well said. That's like one of the biggest myths I feel like people miss is that, 
they think that they're actually getting penalized by the PBN yeah. links. And no, it's just the PBN's getting erased. They lost some link juice to their site. The rankings are going to fall. Google didn't actually reach out to them and, and, and nail them unless uh, there are cases, of course, you get in Google Webmaster Tools, you'll get the notice. Yeah, but, uh, Very, very unlikely that you get that manual penalty. So Yeah, and the thing, I think when you're working with sites that need that many links, you shouldn't be using PBNs. And this is what I tried to articulate someone when they called me a Moz fan. Like when you're doing corporate SEO, if you're using PBNs, you're a fucking idiot because first of all, they have their, their brand to worry about. I mean, if they get caught, you know, if they, it, it becomes news, you know, that uh, becomes internet news that, you know, Best Buy's got penalized by Google. They lost $20 million because they got the index. I mean, PBNs should really be reserved for smaller to mid to mid-sized websites that can't generate their own links, um, you know. But with bigger websites that actually do have good content, you should invest in great content. I mean, invest in great writers, and you know that's when you can really start to charge more for SEO. Because if you're building like 800 PBN links and uh, you, it's too competitive, and that that website is is outmatched, you know, it's just not. <laughs> It's not yeah. going to happen for them. <laughs> well, it's gonna, that's going to look un, pretty unnatural to Google as well, yeah. even if you have a PBN link linking to all these foot doctor and obscure websites because that's why yeah. you use PBNs. And then all of a sudden, one of the money sites is this legitimate Fortune 500 company. It's, uh, yeah. It may or may not make sense to them and stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, interesting talking to you about linking strategies and stuff there. That, that's all great news and everybody, all SEOs and all, you know, internet marketers, they have their favorite tools when it comes to, you know, whether it's automating reporting or even just looking at analytics and stuff. You kind of mentioned you get into some big data and stuff. So, so if you don't mind it, you know, we'd be curious, what are your favorite online analytics or marketing tools right now that are helping you, uh, you know, get the job done? Yeah. So, so I use, I mean, to be honest with you, webmaster tools and analytics are my two Google analytics are my two, two go-tos for no matter what, because I mean, to be honest with you, if you, if you know how to use those two tools that was both free and you set them up to, to talk to each other, you can really cross off a lot of these other like SEO tools that you don't need. I mean, webmaster tools is, it has your inbound links. It has, it has pretty much everything that it has all your technical information within it. So, um, you know, a lot of these other SEO tools are great because they have a little bit cleaner UI for like a more beginner SEO. But if you can use those two tools, they're very, very powerful. And, and most SEOs don't, uh, you know, they complain about like not having the keyword data. But if you know how to use webmaster tools within analytics, you can actually see the search queries and impressions and see the click-throughs on those, which is actually more powerful than seeing the people that just came to your site because then you can look at that data and say, um, you know, this blog post, it's getting, it's obviously it's ranking, right? I mean, it's getting 10,000 impressions a month, but only two clicks, you know, then you start looking at your metadata is the description off is the title tag off, you know, something that's not driving clicks. I mean, that's, and again, that's part of being a data driven SEO and really starting giving value to your clients because some people will just be like rankings, rankings, rankings. But if you know how to look for the right type of data, it's in front of your face and you don't necessarily have to spend less money, but, but I use, I use a lot of free tools. I use Majestic's browser plugin. Uh, I'm a big Trustflow fan. I think Trustflow is probably the best indicator of domain quality. I have a Moz bar just for, for DA for like when I'm browsing Google results. A, a rest is probably the best backlink checker. If you're going to pay for a backlink checker, it's, it means 80 bucks a month. So I don't pay for it, but, um, but uh, it's, I think it's the best backlink checker, but I, so 
all three of them I think have value. But if I'm looking for for quality links for a website, I'm using Majestic. Um, if I'm looking to do backlink analysis, I'm using Ares. And to be honest with you, those are the two tools that that big companies use. The the, the SEOs at the agency that I work with, you know, that are working with these humongous sites, hundred million visits a year, they use Ares for backlink analysis. So, uh, and Webmaster tools. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. The, again, you were the first one to say favorite SEO tools or go to where Google Analytics webmaster tools. You're obviously the data man. You got all this on, on lock here. So uh, it's cool getting these new, this new angle and stuff. You know, we, we haven't had this on, on the show yet. So, so yeah, as, as we kind of finish up here, Ryan, so um, I guess the last question we kind of like to end the show with here is we know you, you, you do a lot of content marketing stuff, but what is your favorite go-to marketing we'll call it a hack so to speak but you know we had we had a couple people say doing infographics for a bunch of links we had people talking about outreach we had uh, people talking about um move there and and pbn links or something specific but do you have one move you're like this is my bread and butter i always do i got a couple of ones i'm gonna share uh this is a quora hack i i love web hacks personally like i I'm all about web hacks. I mean, first of all, like video SEO, just, I got published on a couple of sites and I also have a good post on my blog about video SEO, just how to optimize, you know, the video to rank step-by-step everything you need. So video, video is one, obviously YouTube. I use, I use YouTube all the time. I think it's, it's great for building awareness and also, uh, traffic. That's a great thing. Clients love too. If you can get them like, you know, 10,000 views on a, on a video a month, it's, that's an easy win and it's easy to do and it's very low cost. And they're easy as shit to rank too, if you know what you're doing. So, um, but my favorite hack right now is this Quora hack that I have. <laughs> and this is, uh, I, I personally, like, I, I, yeah, I'm a content marketer. I have a white hat side, but I'm uh, just a black hat. I, I can tell you're getting excited about this. I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious here what you're about to I, say. I, I love, I love like black hat, just like fucking dirty ass tricks. Um, so Quora, Quora is fucking amazing for driving traffic. I know you probably like read some blog posts about like ultimate guide to Quora, but it's crap. I mean, the only way to have success on Quora is to find uh, threads that have a ton of upvotes on them. So like if you log on a Quora and see like something about SEO that a ton of other people have upvoted because they think that that question is important, then that, that thread is getting like thousands of views a day. So... I wanted to figure out how to, to do this. So like, you know, cause so one of those threads will have like a thousand replies from people. And when you reply to a new one, you get put at the bottom. Right. So like your, your view and your link at that doesn't get seen. So I was like, how the fuck can I get my, from the very bottom of this to all the way at the top? Cause like the top reply on those, are you familiar with horror at all? I, I am. And I actually have a little bit of ha- a hack myself using Fiverr, but I'll, I'm curious I'll, what, I think it's probably the same thing where you pay, where you, and then you pay for upvotes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I found this one because, uh, you know, the CEO or the old CEO of Moz, Rand Fishkin, that fucking nerd, he, uh, he'll, like, write on a bunch <laughs> of these and people, people will have upvote his shit all the way to the top. So there was one that was, like, what's your favorite SEO, uh, SEO like, tip and advice? And he had, like, 500 upvotes. So I was like, this fucker. Like, so I wrote a response. And was, you have to write good responses, too. So I wrote a good response and I posted a link to a blog post in the blogger and bought like 600 upvotes for five bucks. And like all these like Indian names started like upvoting my thing and it got all the way to the top. And I went to bed that night and I woke up and I checked my analytics and I tagged, I tagged 
every link that I post on the web, I tag with the URL builder in Google. So I know exactly, you know, I don't, I'm not just like getting random direct traffic. Um, that's another thing. So like if you post a link to like a forum somewhere and 500 people, it'll show, actually show up in your direct traffic. If you tag that URL and URL builder, you can name that URL. So it'll be like, it'll show up in your analytics as like, you know, core, core response, you know, 15, whatever it is, right? Core response upvoted by Fiverr, 600 yeah, exactly, times. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's actually what I do. Because I, I like to know exactly where my traffic is coming from. Um, and especially what traffic is converting, because if that traffic ends up converting to like 15 leads, then I'm just going to keep doing that. Like, fuck SEO. Why would I do SEO? And I can do that, right? So I upvoted it and it got to the top and I woke up in the morning and I just bought my fire and I didn't even really see it, whatever. I saw like the, the things started coming in and I woke up and I had like 500, 500 new hits to the website from that one link over in one day in, in one, one night day. in one day. Yeah. I woke up in the morning like, and I checked it like, you know, 16 hours later, but I looked at, it, I was like, is this a fucking glitch? Yeah. But, but the problem was, is that uh, a lot of those upvotes got taken off. So like, um, uh, but, no. but I, think what happened was, I think so. But what happened was it starts getting like some organic upvotes because like people see you at the top and they're like, Oh, this must be a good response. So like I ended up getting like a hundred actual upvotes from it. So like I'm sitting somewhere in the middle and it still gets some traffic, but, um, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good web hack. Better hit up your VA to order another Fiverr gig and reload it. I know. Damn. I can't believe you knew about that one. Shit. That was good. <laughs> that's a good one though, right? I mean, uh, it's uh core is uh, core is really good for traffic. And then I have another one with Google plus. It's not really a hack. It's just um, Google plus communities are very, very, if you can find the right ones. Um, I had a, I did a post on my blog about um, I posted 200, high authority domains that I had gotten links on in the past year and I uploaded it to my, to my blog as a spreadsheet. Um, and I went on Google plus and I found this SEO community and then I just posted it in the SEO community. And then I just like plus one, like the, the previous like 500 posts and that post is driven in like two weeks. It's driven almost a thousand hits to my website. Um, wow. Yeah. So Google Plus, yeah, yeah. And it's driven a lot of leads too. a lot of leads. I mean, but you have to have a good piece of content. So like I, in my opinion, like the whole like skyscraper technique, like the Brian Dean technique, like people aren't going to link to your shit. Like it's more about kind of in the now traffic, social traffic, like finding those active communities, staying involved in like that PBM week group. I mean, I posted one today and it did like a hundred, a hundred visits to the website. You know, it's, it's kind of repeat traffic at this point, but finding those types of active communities to me, um, you know, again, like I, I am an SEO first, but I'm a web marketer at heart and I just care about the end of the day, what's driving the most leads. Cause that's how I make money. So if I'm making more money, if I make more leads off of social traffic, like I can give a shit about SEO. And what I found is when you take that mindset, when you take the end goal of looking at leads, your organic traffic just kind of increases as it is because the more content that you create good content, and you're posting it to all these groups, what happens is you start to get indexed for all these different posts and your organic traffic just, just picks up with it. So honestly, in my opinion, links are becoming less and less valuable. And that's where I think content is the most valuable because like I said, I mean, when, when somebody clicks and reads your post and it's like, fuck, this is a good post. Like I actually want to stay in touch with this dude. Like, let me sign up to his new dude. Like, let me follow him on Facebook. That is the most valuable type, you know, to me, as opposed to like ranking for like boner pills, you know what I'm saying? Which is great. But, <laughs> but understanding how like con consumers are, I mean, 
ranking first for a term is great, but the multiple attribution points that people do online, like people, it's, the, people don't just like Google a term, click on it and buy it right away. Like that's not the way it works. Like people want to shop around they want to investigate stuff. So it's not just about ranking anymore. You know what I mean? It's about hitting those multiple touch points and finding different ways to get to that consumer and spreading it as thin as possible across as many channels as possible and building yourself into a brand and like building that trusted content. And once you do that, people will willingly submit their information to you. It's not about like, you know, like submit your information and get this like awesome kick-ass, like hyper ranking formula. Because what happens is you get somebody to opt into that. They see what you're offering is shit and they opt out right away. And you just wasted all that time and money on those ads. So if you just create really good content, it's not that hard to do with all around you. Just find it, find out what people are talking about formulate it into a great article and distribute it it's it's really powerful shit man it's really really powerful shit so in that sense i'm white hat but you know i still do like the black hat shit too <laughs> well like you said unless the keyword's just getting a ridiculous amount of searches per month exactly ranking not number me. one overall for that is not going to drive traffic to you overnight like your one quora hack did exactly like, like you posted in a forum drove 100 visitors right back to your site that quickly either so uh so yeah so your businessman at that true heart that's why that's why you're killing it because you're looking at all those numbers that actually matter like you said that translate the leads translate the revenue new business growth that's ultimately what uh what matters and stuff well dude ryan you have given us way too many knowledge uh knowledge bombs here you're just ton of awesome stuff that we hadn't heard before i hadn't heard before ever uh, really, really cool sitting down talking to you about big data. You know some of the other bigger <laughs> clients you have. Your 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 entire philosophy on content marketing was something we haven't had yet here on the Dynamic 365 block. So it's awesome to hear all that, and uh, and you give away some amazing tips and hacks and resources and stuff there as well. So so yeah, man, really, really appreciate you coming here on our on our show. And um, you know, for people that want to keep up with you, because people are going to want to uh you know get in touch with you and, and you know also subscribe like you said you give away so many tips and and you're completely transparent with all all of your seo moves on on your own site do you want people visiting um your personal blog or, or your business website webbers.org is the best way check out the blog um my, all my social stuff is up there you can follow me on social but um yeah i mean the blog webbers.org I'm trying to post something new every week. I'm working really hard at it. I just posted something today about um, internal link silos, which I think is pretty kick-ass. Be sure to check it out and, uh, you know, reach out if you have any questions. I'm very responsive and, uh, yeah, definitely get in touch. Awesome. So, so there you have it, guys, webris.org, W-E-B-R-I-S.org, and then you can look them up, Ryan Stewart. Uh, we'll also have links and show notes underneath this episode on our website, dynamic365.com. So you can go ahead, uh, check out the show notes, uh, click right on over to Ryan's site, and we'll recap some of the awesome points and tips that Ryan gave away uh, here today. So again, Ryan, thanks so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the evening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon here. All right, man. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dynamic 365 Six Figure SEO Podcast, hosted by Dino Gomez. For recap notes of today's show, bonus resources, free SEO training, and step-by-step -step SEO and internet marketing tips from Dino Gomez himself, head on over to dynamic365.com. That's dynamic365.com.